Well, God bless. Uh, this is Professor Wilson, and the online interactive thing with Zoom just did not really materialize, and that's just, we've all got way too much going on. Can sort of understand that. That's that's not a problem, and I thought this might be the best venue to do this. Uh not going to say a whole lot about myself, just let you know that, I mean, I've been teaching, ministering from God's Word for 45 years, um, and it's just, it's been a pleasure, it's been awesome, uh, and still is, but as I had said, I believe in uh, one of the posts that I put on TPH, Back in 1992, I taught on the New World Order. And I really, right now, just want to go into this. What I'm going to do, this is not going to be lengthy. Uh, I'll just put it into several different podcasts and uh, just kind of present the four things that uh, God showed me. And I think we are literally seeing those four things uh, transpiring right now in real time. So that's one of the things that we're seeing right now. And uh, I'm just going to kind of launch into this because I don't want to, like I said, drag this out. And you got to keep remembering, and I'll try to throw in some current things, but this is something that was... Uh, really just weighing heavy on my heart in 1992. And I just kind of begin it this way. I remember this was about the time, uh, maybe a little bit later than that, because some of my notes kind of blended together, when uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn wrote the book The Harbinger. And harbingers are signs. That's, that's what the word harbinger means. And we're seeing signs being set for a new world order. And a new world order just simply means globalization. Uh, does away with nationalism, borders, autonomous government, uh, places the entire globe under one world ruler. Uh, the secular world's going to hail him as a hero. The Bible calls him the Antichrist. And, you know, if memory serves me right, it was C.S. Lewis who wrote in the book Screwtape Letters how Satan wants to keep us ignorant of his tactics. And if we take a perspective that, well, it, it, it's just politics, that's not spiritual, the devil can keep us floating downstream and just trap us. There's, there's always a danger somebody misunderstands, but you know, think that issues uh, that deal with, you know, end of world and uh, new world order and all of those kind of things, well, you shouldn't speak of that in church. But these truths actually relate very much to the kingdom of God, to faith, and where we are right now in history. So let me just kind of lay a little bit of a foundation for you. Past and current 
American administrations promoted and embraced a one-world government. President Jimmy Carter had a message placed aboard spaceships that went out into space in the event they were intercepted by intelligent life in outer space. And yes, this really happened. And, quote, this message said this Voyager spacecraft was constructed by the United States of America, a community of 240 million humans among the more than 4 billion who inhabit planet Earth still divided into nation states but rapidly becoming a single global civilization. We cast the message into the cosmos, a present from a small distant world. We hope someday, having solved the problems we face, to join a community of galactic civilizations, end quote. I'm not even going to make any more comments on that. Our 41st president, George Herbert Walker Bush, addressed a joint session of Congress in 1990 to deal with the Persian Gulf crisis and the federal budget deficit. And this is a quote from him. A new partnership of nations has begun, and we stand today at a unique and extraordinary moment. A hundred generations have searched for this elusive path to peace while a thousand wars raged across the span of human endeavor. And today, that new world is struggling to be born. A world quite different from the one we've known. A world where the rule of law supplants the rule of the jungle. A world in which nations recognize the shared responsibility for freedom and justice, end quote. I find it really interesting the way that they try to couch things in a term of where law supplants the rule of the jungle. Uh, interesting utopian concept. But this former President Bush, now this is Daddy Bush. It's what I call him, Herbert Walker Bush. And his Secretary of State, Baker, almost seemed locked into a contest to see who could promote the New World Order the most in, in public. They, you can go back and Google the speeches and it's just unreal how much they were doing this. Henry Kissinger, Nobel Prize winner, former Secretary of State, National Security Assistant, wrote before the inauguration of Barack Obama, quote, he, meaning Barack, uh, Obama, and I'm quoting again, can give an impetus to American foreign policy, partly because the reception of him is so extraordinary around the world. I think his task will be to develop an overall strategy for America in this period when really a new world order can be created. End of quote. You know, in a 2009 tour, especially when he was at the G20 summit in London, Mr. Obama seemed to go out of his way to paint a new picture of America's role in the international community. It almost seemed like he was running for president of the world. After the election, the Arabic newspaper in Tunisia wrote, Today, America elects the president of the world. Now, why would all these leaders, and there's a lot more could be said, why would they embrace what anyone who considers themselves a Christian, a Bible believer, 
as the wrong direction. Why would they? Because they don't believe in Christ. They don't believe in the kingdom of God. They don't believe in Jehovah God, the father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They don't believe in Jesus, who is the true Messiah. And because they don't, they literally, many of them believe this is a way to stop war, disease, famine, and all that. They may not call it that, but it is their religion. And there is a global initiative to bring about one world government. And the thing we need to understand, this is not new. In Genesis chapter 11, it talks about Nimrod and his Tower of Babel. This was not just a building. Do some research on your own. It was an effort to unite together against the God of heaven. It was occultic. Its purpose was to defy God and allow mankind to, quote, make a name for themselves, unquote, to get God out of the affairs of men. And another glimpse toward humanity becoming corrupt and desiring God out of their lives is the story of Noah. It's about sin that was rampant, but it's also about God stopping mankind from going down a path of self-destruction and Satan being able to establish his own little kingdom literally around the world. We can see this new world order again when Satan offers the kingdom of this world to Jesus in the temptation in the New Testament. And we need to understand something. These kingdoms were Satan's to be able to give. The Bible calls him the God of this world. Adam and Eve, when they sinned in the garden, advocated their authority in the earth, and it became Satan's in that sense. And we need to understand that that really was a temptation. It was something where Jesus could have bypassed the the pain and the, the suffering of the cross, but it would have been a false deliverance and it would not have delivered us from the bondage of sin and spiritual death. That's a whole nother sermon. But, you know, most of us that are, whether you call us preppers or, or whatever you want to call us, you know, we've been considered that, well, you're just into conspiracy theories and all that sort of thing. But again, do your own research. Like one man I heard say, do your own Google due diligence. Say that 10 times real fast. But there really are organizations like the Bilderbergers, the Illuminati, Council on Foreign Relations, Skull and Bones, Trilateral Commission, the Club of Rome, World Council of Churches, Freemasonry, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, And we could get bogged down and talk for hours about every one of these. But no matter what each one of these groups' individual agendas are, they're all part of a Luciferian desire to create a world dominated under Satan's control, throw God out, and allow Satan to have what he wanted, which was to be like the, the Most High God. So the real power behind what we term shadow government and the swamp or whatever terminology really is Satan. And it's in modern history. 
in World War I, which is not that far distant in our past. Woodrow Wilson established the League of Nations, trying to bring about a one-world government. Adolf Hitler, there's way too much to go into Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler was an occultist, I believe, literally indwelt with probably a, a high-ranking demonic spirit directly under Lucifer himself, if not, anyway, we won't go there, but... Uh, Hitler told Germany if he would make them their leader, he would introduce a new world order that would last a thousand years. And what Hitler do, he plunged Europe and the world into a bloodbath. Uh, Hitler was an occultist, and he went after the Jews and Christians and others with a literally a intensity that was just unreal. The communists wanted a new world order. All of these have failed. Why? Because it has not been time. And it makes you wonder and really kind of begin to, to, to ask the Lord, you know, where are we in biblical prophecy? And, you know, speaking of that, I mean, a lot of people wonder, where is America in biblical prophecy? And I have read and heard of Bible teachers for decades trying to explain, well, America is in this vague, ambiguous verse here or there or what have you. I'll give you Wilsonology on this. And it's just very simply this. Either America has been totally destroyed or defeated, or America, the, the administration that is in control of America, is part of the New World Order. And that's why you don't really see us as far as a biblical perspective. And biblically, in, in the last days, the last of the last days, the focus is on Israel. Jerusalem is the center. So that's, that's where this thing is going. Now, let me get just a little bit more current. And, and, and I know this, this part's going just a little bit longer than I want it to, but I'm about to get there. So stay with me just a minute. In even more current events, Hillary was poised to become the next president and complete what the Obama administration had so much success with, not just weakening, but destroying the sovereignty of the United States and plunging us into a new world order, taking us into the globalist agenda. Donald Trump, I really believe, was an answer to praying people, was used by God. I didn't say Donald Trump was perfect or that Donald Trump is some kind of Messiah. He is not. But Donald Trump was used by God. Read your Bible. God used secular and even pagan kings at times. So, you know, but God used him. Why did God use him? Trump is not an, a globalist. He's a nationalist. He's not part of the swamp, and that's one of the reasons why they hated him. Which, which, when God used him, I mean, it gave us a reprieve, a time out, and there's major, major things that God has done. I won't go into all of that because I don't have time, and you'd get way bogged down before I ever got through. But God used Trump to establish Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, which many other presidents had said they would do, and they never did, which 
actually is going to pave the way for a third temple that has to be built because it's going to be there during what we call in Scripture the Great Tribulation. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that have been going on and are going on. So we're, let me let me keep going here. There's there's more that deals with present, very current things that are taking place. This current administration in power in 2022 is being controlled by entities and groups behind the scenes. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize Uncle Joe's elevator doesn't go all the way to the top, but he is in reality a willing puppet. And the interesting thing is there are often times that Uncle Joe blurts out things that he just really shouldn't say. And I'll give you one that's pretty recent, but it was back in the uh, last debate with Donald Trump right before the election between Biden and Trump. And Mr. Mr. Biden said this, and I quote, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did it for President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics, end quote. Notice he did not say the anti-fraud organization. I'll let you run with that one. Now, let me give you another thought related to one world governments. Y'all, the Antichrist according to scripture, never totally gains full control. There will be a one world government set up. There's going to be all this chaotic turmoil and everything else. But Satan is never fully in control. And to me, that's good news. I mean, even at the height, and, and no matter where somebody believes as far as the catching away, that it talks about in, in Thessalonians happens. You know what? We come out of this thing winning. We, we, we're we just too blessed to lose. Now, let me wrap this thing up just a little bit. There's three dimensions to this Antichrist New World Order. One spiritual, two political, third economic. Listen to this. This is directly from Daniel chapter 7, verse 19 through 26. I know this is the Message Bible. I just, it, it's, it's kind of a paraphrase, but I like the way it words this. But I wanted to know more. I was curious about the fourth animal, the one so different from the others, the hideous monster with the iron teeth and the bronze claws gulping down, would it rip to pieces and trampling the leftovers in the dirt? I wanted to know about the ten horns on its head and the other horn that sprouted up while three of the original horns were removed. This new horn had eyes and a big mouth and spoke arrogantly, dominating the other horns. I watched as this horn was making war on God's holy people and getting the best of them. But then the old one intervened and decided things in favor of the people of the high God. In the end, God's holy people took over the kingdom. The bystander continued, telling me this, The fourth animal is a fourth kingdom that will appear on earth. It will be different from the first three kingdoms, a monster kingdom that will chew up everyone inside and spit them out. The ten horns are ten kings, one after another, that will come from this kingdom, and then another king will arrive. He will be different from the earlier kings. 
He will begin by toppling three kings, then he will blaspheme the high God, persecute the followers of the high God, and try to get rid of sacred worship and moral practice. God's holy people will be persecuted by him for a time, two times, half a time. But when the court comes to order, the horn will be stripped of its power and totally destroyed. Then the royal rule and the authority and the glory of all the kingdoms under heaven will be handed over to the people of the high God. Their royal rule will last forever. All other rulers will serve and obey them. Now, again, I'm I'm trying to make this thing hurry, and I am almost at the end of this, and we're getting this introduced. The first three kingdoms Daniel are shown is the Babylonian, the Medo-Persia Empire, and the Grecian Empire. The fourth one is the Roman Empire, and we'll get into that a little bit more another time because there's going to be really a resurgence in a way. It's not going to be the same, but the resurgence of that Roman Empire. And the Bible says that there are there, there is going to come a one world government. And what God showed me is that there's four things that have to happen for this to take place. I gave you the first one already in writing, and it's the destruction of the current economic system. And our next broadcast, which probably will podcast, which probably will not be until Monday, because I'm not going to do whether it's it's the, the the Sabbath or first day of the week, whichever day you worship on. Uh, I'm I'm not going to do a podcast on them, but when we get back into this, then I'm going to take them one by one, and so there'll be at least four more podcasts. And like this, this one went a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but stay with me and make some comments and. Uh, just love to hear what your comments are, and I'm sure they will be a, a benefit and a blessing to others. And if you hear something that's, wow, that's something I didn't know, let me know about it. And my prayer is that God opens the eyes of our, our spiritual eyesight, opens our spiritual ears, because if the, there's anything, the greatest preparation The greatest, I didn't say the only, but the greatest preparation is that preparation spiritually of our heart and being ready for whatever situations that do transpire. So, uh, God bless and please do make some comments.